Welcome to the Buck Stops here, the official podcast of NotInHallOfFame.com, and I'm your host, Kirk Buckner, a.k.a. The Buck, the owner and the operator of NotInHallOfFame.com and the sister sites, the Fictitious Athlete Hall of Fame and the Fictitious Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Vinny Laspinuso gave me a call a couple weeks ago, and he wanted to uh, do another show uh, regarding the movement that's been going on in the NFL. Uh, there's been some more trades, more transactions, not as uh, big as the first week, of course, with Tom Brady becoming a Tampa Bay Buccaneer, but there's been some interesting movement nevertheless, and some of which are Hall of Fame related. Without further ado, let's bring in Vinny and hear what he's got to say. Mr. Los Benuso, how is uh, quarantine in New York City? Well, it's pretty, uh, well, two things uh, I'll tell you about. First off, even though I'm not from New York City, I'm from Long Island. And, Whatever, uh, same right thing to me. Well, yeah, but the entire area is, it's pretty, really, really, really god-awful. In fact, New York, the entire state has over 75,000 cases. The next highest is New Jersey with 17,000, and after that it's California with 7,000. So, and it gets more closer to California by then. But we also have, uh, you know, have over 1,500 deaths, which is around 15 times the, around 13, 15 times as many amount of cases in New Jersey. Um, it's, uh, we're, lo- we're rolling a lot of stuff. There's a good chance that the entire state is bankrupt, and uh, my town actually has the most or the second most amount of cases in the entire county. Well, th- this, is, this is fun. <laughs> oh. yeah, maybe we should talk about Tiger King instead. Oh, that, that now now you got my interest there. Uh, so I, I take it you're one of the many people who have uh, watched that. I tried to get my wife oh. to watch it. She uh, she watched it for a little bit, but then she just said too many mullets and walked away. She she's not wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, when I saw the entire show, I don't think I saw a single black person at all. I now that you bring it up. I didn't. Yeah, I, I suppose that's true. I, I yeah. But then again, you're not going to. Granted, you know, you're not. You're most likely not going to see a black redneck, though. Though you have, but at the same time, with the reality of the show, I mean. But don't worry, it makes up for for literally everything. It has um, murders and lies and con artists and gay lovers and straight lovers and manipulation and meth and. And everything you could want on top of that, tigers. It has everything that someone could want deep down, even though they've never said it. If a good friend of mine on uh, her Facebook, she was uh, mentioning about that, and uh, someone I used to work with at Rocky Mountaineer, and she said from that show she learned what a Prince Albert was. Unfortunately, she decided to Google that. I wish I could have stopped her from that. Oh, <laughs> uh, 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 but to be fair, uh, when you look at Joe Exotic, are you really that shocked that he? No, not 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 at all. Not- no, I mean, it's like the guy is literally a walking, breathing uh, caricature of a stereotype, and he's actually real. <laughs> yeah, actually, I first came, uh, first heard of him uh, when John Oliver did a. Uh, a little piece uh, making fun of him when he was actually re- when he was running for president. Same so, here, actually. Yeah, so I, I I I'd never heard of him up until that point, and then when this whole uh, thing came out on Netflix, 
it's like, oh shit, it's the same guy. And yeah, but you know, we're, we're sports fans and thank God for the NFL because all the, tra- all the transactions that do happen, uh, I believe many commentators said it's a 12 month a year league and it's true. Uh, we did, we did a show earlier a couple weeks ago about the first wave of free agency. You messaged me, uh, not that long ago, said you wanted to do it again. So clearly you've got a few things that you just want to get off your chest. Okay. Um, first off, I see that the Dallas Cowboys have made a move and signed what could potentially be a Hall of Famer in Gerald McCoy to a one-year deal. I think it was a one-year deal from the looks of it. Um, let me just check that up again. Uh, it was a... Uh, sorry, I'm just... Uh, yeah, it was a three-year deal. It was a three-year deal, $18.3 million, around $20 million incentives. This will be at home for potentially the next three seasons. McCoy is a player with three All-Pros and six Pro Bowls. Mm -hmm. He is definitely a candidate in my eyes. I think he's definitely going to be on the All-Decade team. If not first team, definitely second team. He is a guy that, when he was with the Buccaneers, he was, when the team was so bad, he was their best player. And now, after spending a year with the Panthers, another great, good season there. Got a good payday by the Cowboys. And now we see if he gets a seventh Pro Bowl or even another All-Pro. And, yeah, he's it, a lock. I mean, he's already on my board. Um, where, so, where, where is he you on know, your board? Like, do you have a, a ranked list for that? Well, in terms of Dallas Cowboys, there's other Dallas Cowboys that are on my board, too. Um, there's an active Cow- Dallas Cowboys. He's number three. Behind that, Tyron Smith and Zach Martin. I'm thinking I might put Zach Martin above Tyron Smith right now. Mm-hmm. However, it is neck and neck, and then I have Gerald McCoy. Yep. Yeah. Now, also, speaking of Dallas Cowboys. Oh, but before, 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 you, yeah, before you get there, though, because uh, McCoy is somebody uh, I had on the preseason of, uh, of the 2019. I have to do a, a preseason for 2020. Uh, he was on the 100, and just another shout-out to you because you helped a bit with that. Uh, the 100 Thank players, so yeah. So the 100 players who were active going into the 2019 season, in terms of their Hall mm-hmm. of Fame consideration, McCoy was there at number 43. Uh, he'll probably, he'll definitely rise up there. He does need another good, se- like another Pro Bowl t- caliber season. He hasn't really had that the last two. He's been good, but he hasn't been great or very good. So whether yeah. whether he's got that left in him remains to be seen. I'm personally cheering for him. I've seen him many times. I'm happy he's not in my division anymore, uh, for those not aware of a big Saints fan, because Lord knows we got enough okay. uh, big studs who came in. So, <laughs> But yeah, uh, you're behind the tackles in your division. Uh, well, I projected, and you projected, that because Tom Brady would go to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, players want to re-sign or join mm-hmm. the Bucks. and what do you know? And Dominican Sue has re-signed the Buccaneers on, an, on another one-year deal. Yes. This yeah. guy, this guy I'm very big on. I see him as definitely making the all-decade team. And although he did not make the Pro Bowl the last two years, he is arguably the biggest reason why Aaron Donald and Shaq Barrett led the league in sacks in the last two seasons. And it's because right. what's the commonality? Dominican Sue, right there, right in the middle. He... Yep, he's a pull rush, good um, run stuffer, and what he allowed is allowed Donald and he allowed Barrett to lead the league in sacks. 
and he's the reason for that. I think that alone mm-hmm. is why I think he'll definitely make it all decade. If not first team, definitely second team, but I would be shocked if he makes the second team because he and Aaron Donald are by far first team potential, like written all over it. When you look at dominant players of 2010, especially like, you know, the physical, you know, more, I guess you can say, gritty players. Sorry, I've lost the words. Dominican Sue is definitely one of them. But mm-hmm. don't let the narratives fool you. He's actually a very genuine, and he's a, he's a leader. He is a leader on teams. A lot of team players look up to him, and he's a, the team guy. That's what he is. He's a team guy. Uh, I think also, too, what helps him, because I, I think you and I both thought, uh, we both said that a lot of people are going to want to flock to Tampa. Uh, a few weeks ago, before everything happened with Tom Brady, I don't know. I'm, I might be putting words in your mouth. Please correct me if I'm wrong. I figured Sue was not coming back to Tampa. That's the way the tea leaves seem to be coming out. Having said that, now that he's back, this I think this helps him just in terms of optics. Because if you're 2018, you're a Ram. 2019, you're a Buccaneer. 2020, now you're something else. Once you get a journeyman label, that's that's a hard label to make a Hall of Fame case for, right or wrong. It does. Mm, it, it does put a stigma got, towards you. I, I'd say ones that give stigmas are stupid. Well, I, I agree with you, but there's there's a certain reality to it. There's a bit of a vagueness that sort of comes with that. Whenever you're going into a hall, of, I don't care what sport it is. Uh, if you are a player that, when people think of you, the first team that comes to mind, they have to sit there and think about. That's not good. Yeah, though, then again, with Stu, who do you, I mostly remember him with the Lions early in his career. No, I, I, absolutely. I'm just saying that if he bounced from team to team to team to team, it doesn't help. So I'm just saying for like a, for like a visual optic, him re-signing with Tampa is a good thing. Oh, yeah. I think in this case, especially considering I think the Bucs are going to be good this year. I think if they get... God, uh, I hope nine, not. <laughs> What? Yeah, they beef up their O line a bit, and maybe draft a bit more on the defense. I think that's the team you'll definitely see make the playoffs. And I'm very happy for it. I do like Sue. I always thought that he was yeah. kind of disrespected by. And well, you know, it looks like he might have get another chance. And I'm all for it. I'm, I'm with you, Sue. Yeah, I, I, that's a one I'm glad you, you brought up. If you didn't, I was going to. I did cut you off earlier. Uh, you were going to mention uh, Travis – oh, before we go to Travis Frederick. Uh, Sue uh, on the list that I had preseason of 2019, remember, kids. So this is going to be updated. Uh, number 32. Uh, Travis Frederick has called it a career. Uh, you mentioned before we went on air that you believe that he's – could he, he very much has a Hall of Fame case. He does, because you could argue and say you know, he made the most of his career in seven seasons, and he didn't retire because he was injured. He was he retired because, well, he had a legitimately good case. I mean, the type of disease that he has affects the immune system, mm-hmm. and the immune system literally attacks the nervous system. So it attacks your brain, it attacks your spinal cord, it attacks, it, it attacks your neurons. And for him, could he get a stroke from it? Could he get all the... I mean... With that, you don't want to risk it. No, and nor should he, I mean, And I don't, that's why I have no issue with him retiring, and I will not have any issue if it comes to his potential Hall case. I know that some do, 
But with him in particular, with his condition, with what he had, Travis Frederick, I mean, for, um, in terms of what he had, I'm just looking at the actual name. He had yeah, I want to say uh, Julian, G- uh, Gillian, Julian Barson. Yeah. Uh, uh, Evan and I were talking about that because – on our last show, and he was mentioning that he actually has uh, an in-law. I believe it was the, he said in-law that had that, so he had a little bit more insight onto that particular ailment. Uh, and the fact that uh, Frederick even came back at all and had a pro bowl season, Evan said, like that's that's bordering on miraculous from what he knows of that disease. Uh, for that, I think an all-decade team would be critical for him to get in. Uh, as you and I both know, as, as all the people listening, I believe know, all pro decades, or sorry, all decades are not uh, doesn't punch your ticket into the Hall of Fame, but it sure as hell helps. Oh yeah, but I also know that me personally, and just my honest personal opinion, I noticed that when it comes to most things in life right now, especially when it comes to all pro or all decade. If it's if I think if Frederick misses like if it if it if Kelsey Frederick or Mac misses it I think you're going to see a massive like relentless just insult insult free from it because they know like even though that the voters may not take it personally the fans and even some of the players take it extremely personally and I understand that's also with the internet that's also with what happens with a lot of fans but I think you know. It's always important to understand how people are going to react when some things are done. And that's kind of why I've always, that's another reason why I'm always, you know, a bigger whole guy, because I always care about people's emotions and Mm -hmm. I want to make people happy, not insulting, hostility, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean, but it, it, like in like in anything, you're always going to get people upset. The only good thing that came out of not having the March Madness tournament is that I don't have to listen to people upset that they weren't one of the best 68 teams. If there's 68 teams and you didn't make it, maybe win a couple more 68 goddamn teams. Sorry. That's just a, my apology. Yeah. (laughs) Though I think, I think it just comes down to like, you know, as much people want to say they want things small. What they really mean is that they just want only their guys. Mm -hmm. Yep. Deion Sanders, I'm looking at you in reference to your talking about yourself. Indeed. He always talks about himself very, very vividly. Um, Also, I mentioned this before. I'm going to go on a little bit uh, bit more. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, Chris Harris Jr. signed with the Chargers. Um, What do you think of him uh, as a player? What do I think of him as a player? Yeah, what do you think of him? Average to above average. Uh, average to above average? Yeah. Um, well, I, I'm going to tell you a little bit of a little something you might not know. If you just look at this, the pure basic stats, you might say, uh, but if you look very deep into it, I'm talking like analytically, but the more advanced statistics. Okay. Like, he is one of the best corners of the entire decade. He's a three-time all-pro, um, four-time pro bowler. In fact, over that span, only 10 wide receivers ever ever caught a touchdown pass together. Mm-hmm. Only 10 wide receivers. That tells you, in terms of coverage, easily one of the best, if not the best of the whole decade. Yeah, I had him That's at 75 I, going into last year. But, yeah, go on. And, you know, I saw some 
Broncos fans, and, you know, Champ Bailey said that Chris Harris, he sees a Hall of Famer in him. But then again, for Chris Harris, for him, he says, oh, to make it, I need two all-pro teams and 15 interceptions, which isn't really true because there's a lot more that's into it than that. And with me, with Harris, it's not just the interceptions. It's not just the all-pros. It's with everyone. It is way more than just that. You got to look at the advanced stats. You got to look at the especially with cornerbacks. Yeah, I agree. I mean, if you're just going to go off with interceptions, then why isn't Ken Riley in yet? I mean, Ken Riley is fourth all time in interceptions, or is he fifth all time? And he's still not in yet. So that tells you it's not just all pros and interceptions. There is so much more, and Broncos fans realize that, and that's why they'd love to see. Chris Harris make the Hall of Fame. Now, granted, to be fair, we also know how Broncos fans, especially on Mile High Report, could be in terms of the Hall of Fame. But nonetheless, that doesn't mean they can't still want him in. Yeah, it's going to be tough for him to get into the Hall. Well, it depends on what he does now as a Charger. That's mm-hmm. There's a lot of work that he's still got left to do mm-hmm. to, to, to get there. And realistically, I, yeah. I mean, like, I, like the, his fourth Pro Bowl is a little iffy. He had three really good years, I thought. Anyway, does have the Super Bowl ring? I, I don't. I don't think that we're really looking at a Hall of Fame player. But then people can do that in their thirties. It does happen. It has happened. He's yeah, got I'm a lot of work to do. I personally, I don't personally think he's there yet. But then again, with him, it's a lot more specific. Him, it, it is much more advanced. And, you know, if people want it and they show they want it and they show they want it to very, very high levels, then I could see a campaign. Then again, it's not like, obviously it's nothing crazy. It's more of a minor one. You know, some people say, hey, maybe I can, potentially. It's not like with Browns fans and Clay Matthews Jr., how they just relentlessly <laughs> just keep going on and on and on and on about him. Um, with this, it's like they'd like it. So it really depends on what happens with the rest of his career. Because I know one thing's for sure. If he doesn't make it, Broncos fans are going to say it's because they have a deep-rooted hatred against the Broncos players, and that will be the only one they'll say. Is the only reason they'll say. I think they've got a few on their list they're looking at before that we get to Chris Harris. But we'll see. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. I mean, I have a whole bunch of lists for the Broncos. I mean, I don't need to go into that right now in case you don't want. But, yeah, um... Speaking of Clay Matthews, uh, the Rams cut him. Yes. Yeah, I wonder if he's Rams gonna. I wonder if he's gonna land anywhere. Yeah, the reason I'm mentioning Clay Matthews the third is because, well, no, uh, Clay Matthews the third. He's not Clay Matthews Jr. That's his father. In when he started off his career, six Pro Bowls, three All Pros, Defensive Player of the Year by the Pro Football Writers Association, as well as the Buckus Award. I think he has a legitimate case. However, the last few years he's been kind of good at most, but kind of kind of average. However, you can argue when you think of those 2010 Packers teams, right after Aaron Rodgers, you think of Clay Matthews. Well, being in that Matthews. commercial with him doesn't hurt him either. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. <laughs> you know, when you're when you're talking about when you think of uh, Rodgers, of course you're going to think of him next. Of course, now I think of Aaron Rodgers. I think of Patrick Mahomes. Because of those damn uh, insurance commercials. And as for when he went to the Rams, and even though it was a one-year, and even though he played there for one year, before he got hurt in 
uh, were, was out a few weeks. He was doing very, very well. In fact, I think at one point he led the league in sacks in like the first uh, month and a half, or the first month. So he was still on a really, really – in fact, uh, yeah, he had eight sacks. He had eight sacks. That's the most he's had in a season since 2014. And he only played 13 games. Yeah, no, he's still he's – still, uh, he's, still, he's got a case. He's got a case. Um, I'm very curious to see what he does next year, if, if anything at all. We don't know. I, I, I think I think he'll definitely be signed with someone. I think the three teams I could see him with are the Patriots, the Ravens, or the Browns. Those are the three teams I could see him going to. Patriots because you know he potentially work in that system. Ravens because they might need help at linebacker, especially with uh, you know Brockers. You know Brockers. I think he's a defensive end. Um, didn't sign there. And I say the Browns because there could be a potential that he wants to go play for the team that his dad played for. But then I'm just spitballing here. I have no idea where Clay Matthews is going to go. I hope he gets re-signed. I want to see him make the Hall of Fame. I'm very passionate about that one in particular. But then again, what case am I not passionate for? Hmm. Oh, I, I can think of one. Uh, who, who's that Raider you always uh, get upset about? Matt Millen? <laughs> no, not Matt Millen. Bill Bill Piano? Yep, that's the one. Yeah, I'm not really passionate for him. He doesn't even have an all-pro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, because uh, yeah, I, I knew there's one. I know there's one that doesn't exactly uh, sort of uh, bring the temperature over 100. No, but, but there's some there's some guys that raise the temperature over 200. And, uh, yeah. Um, there, there are some. Uh, are there any that you can remember I, I, I said? <laughs> no, there's a few. There's always a few. Uh, of course, uh as for other free agents, um, I still want to crap on the Houston Texans because <laughs> Bill O'Brien is still a clown. Instead, you should have done what the 49ers did and how they trade away a player and they got a first-round pick back. And what do you know, the 49ers, in need of a wide receiver, are in the part of the draft where wide receivers are most likely going to be taken. And this team was up by, what, like, they were up in the Super Bowl by 10 points with seven minutes left to go. Even though they lost, they still had that lead in the middle of the fourth quarter. They still could have won that game. And you've seen them re-sign Eric Armstead and trade away to Forrest Buckner, both really good players, and this improves the Colts, who get Philip Rivers, who... By the way, Cena was Antonio Gates was also close to signing with the Colts last year. Yeah, I, I didn't. I had no idea until I read that. Yeah, you know what, Bill Rivers there. You sure you want to retire there, Antonio? Well, he didn't play last year. I, I think I think he's done. Yeah, I think so too. I'm I'm more so just playing with that question. Um, we also know that um, Stephen Gostkowski, unfortunately, very sad. I'm very sad, but. He's now he's now left the Patriots. I, I don't know if someone's going to resign him though. Yeah, that one actually. Uh, I that to me. I'm mean, obviously with Tom Brady gone. I mean, end of an era for sure. Goskowski is, I think, another huge part of that end of an era Patriots. Uh, I made a small little. Granted, they're always beer wagers, which is interesting with Evan because A, he's in Chicago, I'm down here. B, I'm actually now trying not to drink for as long as possible. 
which is only 15, oh, yeah. which is only 15 days, which for me, I can't tell you the last time I've gone two weeks without a beer. Mm. Probably but, you know, when there was the digit one in front of the year. Oh my God, I am no, a hog. Do not let Patriots fans fool you. He is the third most accurate kicker in NFL history, has the highest record for average points per game for an entire career, which is 8.75. He's also the first player since the merger to lead the league in scoring in more than two consecutive seasons, which was four years in a row. And he's the team's all-time leading scorer as well for field goals. And he had 523 consecutive extra points, which is the most all-time. I understand why some people may feel kind of iffy about Team Gutskowski. I know he's a kicker. I'm the special team guy. Do you think I give a damn about what people say about that? No. One bit. I do not. No. I do not care. And if others do, I will berate them. (laughs) (laughs) Metaphorically, not literally. What? Metaphorically, not literally. You're, You're a lover, not a fighter. Most of the time. <laughs> if you're talking about and sorry, my special teamers, I would really be allowed to play for. It would be Tasker. The Tasker, yes. Tasker is the special teamer that I would definitely berate people over the head with. So you've hit a lot of the big the big guns here. Uh, is there any uh, sort of like transaction that sort of flew under people's radar? And I'm not talking Hall of Fame related. Just in general, that you really really like. There, there's one I really like, and I, I want and I'm curious of. Uh, what, what you're thinking? What, like, I want to know what's what's your favorite transaction in the last two weeks that you think could really help a team. Mm, in terms of the transaction that I personally like, yeah. Uh, mm, you know, one transaction I don't really see people talk about is you know Emmanuel Sanders the thing. I mean, talk about a, mm-hmm. a legitimate number two option right next to Michael Thomas in the receiving court. I mean, that is a great move by the Saints. Went totally under the radar. You don't see people talking about it. And yeah, I'm it, happy about it that one too. So much sense. Though, in terms of cuts, I have no idea where Cam is going. I have no idea. I think the Panthers did him dirty. I oh. also don't know where Jameis is going. Oh God, did they, do, did they do him? They didn't just do him dirty. Uh, like they. Like Chicago fans are so upset because they, they did that trade for Foles. Like, what we could have waited a week and got Newton. Yeah, and they should have. They should have gotten Newton. I mean, they wouldn't have to give up anything, and they also wouldn't have a contract like Foles did. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I would have loved like Cam Newton. I'm so happy he's going to be out of out of my division because that's a player that I always really like to watch play, but I always had to cheer against because of my Saints bias. Now mm-hmm. I can sort of take that out of the equation. I'm hoping that he's got a lot left in him. Because I do, I despise the way the Panthers have treated him. I despise it. Yeah, and everything also, about it. Also, the way they treat Greg Olson too, and mm-hmm. you know Steve Smith. I mean, this organization seems to, when it comes to their legends, they don't generally end it well with their stars. Let's just say, and you know, with Luke Keekley also retiring, I mean, it's just they're in a rebuild. They got Teddy Bridgewater. And good luck without Trey Turner there, and make sure that Ocone stays healthy. But I'm going to go on with additions in your division. 
Todd Gurley, Cuffman Rams signed a one-year deal. <laughs> yeah, this is going to be a very, very interesting year for Todd Gurley. Uh, he's coming off – a lot of people look at that as his worst year. He still had 14 touchdowns. No, his worst year – his worst year was in 2016. Uh, yeah, I'm just saying because he did have more touchdowns than, than he did as a rookie. So, I mean, like yeah. if, if you're punching it in the end zone, that, that you know, there's clear value there. But either the rookie year or his last year, let's say 1A, 1B for his worst year. Mm, well, his rookie year, he also played a couple of games and he also rushed for less. I mean, okay, I, 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 either have- way, he's not coming in with steam. We can agree on that. No, he has, he has arthritis in his knee. However, I do like the fact that he went back home. He's from, um, well, not really back home. He's from Maryland, then he went to high school in North Carolina, and then he went to college in Georgia. So he's going back in the same place where he went to college, behind with an offense that features Matt Ryan, who's on my board. You know that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jones is also on my board. And as well as the other players on offense, I say that, the reason why I'm mentioning all the players on offense is because the Atlanta Falcons, every single one of their starters on offense was a former first-round pick. Oh, wow. I didn't realize that. Every single one. From Ryan to Hurst to Jones to everyone. Literally, Mack is another one they have who I could potentially see making the all-decade list, and I'd be down with that, too, as I'm big on Alex Mack because, of course, I am. Yeah, so it'll be a very, very interesting year to see what Gurley has. Uh, there's also another uh, interesting, uh, you know, with Melvin Gordon. Now yeah, he, um, yep. he's not getting that. <laughs> Maybe he's getting revenge on the uh, on the Chargers. I don't know why. I mean. He wasn't worth that much money that he, that he wanted, and what do you know? He's going through a situation where he's not going to be the feature back. It's going to be Philip Lindsay, though. I could, though. I think he's going to be a starting caliber number two there. But you know, the the Broncos also need to improve that O line too. Right. Uh, let, let let's see let's see what they do in the draft. Maybe they get Andrew Thomas or Mackay Becton if he's there. Um. What else is there? Well, I, I want to give you uh, my my uh, transaction that over the last two weeks that I don't think has has really gotten enough press, and I think could be this. Well, I don't want to say this, the the biggest because uh, it won't be the biggest deal, but my my little sleeper of something that could be real that could go very well is Eric Ebron to uh, tight end to the Steelers. Yeah, I like I like that signing a lot. I really like that signing. I'm it's, you know, it's a cheap contract. The guy was two years removed from a Pro Bowl. He was beat up a little bit. He was moved on, but you could just tell Lions' Eric Ebron is like it's like Steve Rogers before the Super Serum. And then... <laughs> I have to laugh because I just watched Captain America again just last night. Yeah, I, I, I want to see, like, I need to binge watch the entire MCU. And yeah, I'm doing, I don't know if... Some, my wife and I, I are doing that ben, now. Or, I, I have no idea... If, Venom or Morbius, whenever that's coming out, or Spider-Verse, then I have no idea. Maybe it is, maybe it's not. I, I don't know. Sony better explain that. Kind of why people trust Disney more than Sony, as weird it is to say. Um, but, yeah, I do like the signing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's just a two-year deal. Really like that. And 
you know, Darius Clay traded to the Eagles. Yeah, did, did, didn't, didn't we talk about that last time? Because I think that was the cutoff. That happened, I think, an hour before we went on air. Uh, I, think we, might, I think we might have, but, yeah. you know, no, Darius Clay is not up there just yet in terms of Hall of Fame consideration. Yeah, because we, yeah, cause we, we, we touched that one. No, no, not, not yet. Way too soon, guys. Let's pump the brakes oh, a little bit. For that. Let's just say, let's just see how he does with the Eagles. we got to three-year deal with them, see how it's done, let's see how he does. I, I do feel like, um, I don't know, I think that I think those are all the notable names. The, the, uh, uh, for like, fa- for fantasy people, I think they're looking at Robbie Anderson to Carolina as something. Yeah, for fantasy fantasy, but yeah. I'm talking about reality. I'm not talking about fantasy. Here. No, no, me too. I'm, I'm just saying, like, that's something where I think if I'm a fantasy owner uh, I, I and I had him in the Keeper League, I'd be happy. <laughs> but that's about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, yeah. One, one thing I just want to, before, before we sort of sign off, uh, Flacco was released. I think he's done. Do you see any team sort of take, even bothering with him at this point? What I did, think he's going to retire. I, I think he should. I think, you know, he failed his physical. I mean, he, 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 he failed his physical. He had a neck injury. I mean, he was replaced by by Locke eventually. and He was not there for the long term. I could see someone maybe getting him as a backup, but at this point, you know, Winston's still in the market. He's better than Flacco. Mm-hmm. Dalton could get traded right now. He's better than Flacco. And, of course, Cam Newton, he's better than Flacco. Well, Cam Newton's not going anywhere to be a backup. Well, yeah. Yeah, he's not. When you you sign him, he's going to be a starter. He's Joe Flacco, a former Super Bowl MVP, someone who has won 10 playoff games, granted, with the help of a lot of great defense. And, you know, he could have made the Pro Bowl, but declined. No, I'm not going to use that against him. I, 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 I think he's done. I think Joe Flacco. If I was him, I would, I'd retire. And that's nothing personal against Joe Flacco. It's just that, you know, the writing on the wall is there. Yep, it, 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 it's it's there. You've got a Super Bowl ring. You know, you've got decent stats overall. Yeah, maybe you didn't sort of like leave the way you wanted. How many? How many do? No, and even then, you, you get to. Hopefully your number's retired by the team, or at least they're of honor. You're going to be remembered. You're a legend down there in Baltimore. Granted, he has no chance at the Hall of Fame. No, be really here. even though even though you know he does have the winning record in the playoffs, but ten plus wins. You could a lot of it is mostly the defense. So I don't think Hall of Fame is going to happen for Flacco, but I definitely see Ring of Honor in Baltimore. Right, and and we're uh, not we're not talking about a modern day Trent Dilfer, Joe Flacco. No. Uh, I always thought, and you know, correct me if you th- if you think uh, this is incorrect. When I when I always thought of Flacco, I always sort of looked at him as in the tier of quarterbacks, lower second tier at his best. Yeah, I, I, always, felt the same, I always felt the same way. You know, like, I mean, he, he, it, like even, you could win with him as your quarterback, and which was proven. Baltimore did, but you know, you've always you're always playing side eye, thinking maybe you can upgrade. Maybe you can upgrade, but and even then, if you look at the 2008 draft class, I mean, who else? Who could you really see making the Hall of Fame? Um, Matt Ryan is definitely up there. Um, 
you could some people have said a key play, but you know, I don't really, I don't think so at this point. I, I think his career is personally over. Could be wrong. Um, you know, Dwayne Brown, he has you know three All Pros. I could potentially see it. I mean, he has more All Pros than Trent Williams, though Trent Williams has more Pro Bowls. Um, Deshaun Jackson, you can make the case for his you know deep threat ability. However, I do wonder how much the injury is going to really impact him. So I think after Ryan, the guy they look at that has the biggest potential is Clay Campbell. Yeah, five Pro Bowls. Love that player. As well as the de facto Pro Bowl. Mm-hmm. As yeah. well as the player by the Riders Association, Man of the Year, and three All Pros. Yep. I mean that guy. Yeah, that, that that's that's all I see. Like two death, um, one death of two high probabilities, and then the rest is kind of murky. And then some are just plain mm-hmm. no. Oh, wait, oh, I forgot to mention Matthew Slater on the So that's like three high possibilities. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I'll leave you with a couple thoughts here. So here's what I, how I've been sort of like wa- uh, keeping myself in my no sports because really my life doesn't change that much. I'm usually at home writing anyway. Uh, what does change is now in, instead of watching uh, sports highlights – I've, I'm going back and I'm re-watching the 2019 NFL season, picking three games from each week. And then I'm also sort of going way back into uh, playoffs from football and also in baseball. So uh, I've got Super Bowl 15. Don't tell me how it wins. Looks like the Raiders are going to defeat the Eagles. Looking pretty good right now. But, uh, you know, it, th- things could change. Um, I want to touch on uh, something else. It may not, it's not football related, but it's definitely potentially Hall of Fame related. Okay, uh, yeah, sure. Not in the yet, but uh, Curly Neal died. Harlem Globetrotters, yep. Yeah, now, why am I mentioning Curly Neal for the Hall of Fame? Well, Medorf Lemon's in the Hall of Fame. The Harlem Globetrotters themselves, the whole team is in the Hall of Fame. And if you're talking about impactful and important players to the game of basketball, I mean, you didn't have much if you were a young black, a uh, young African-American in America. All you really had for, for, for basketball or any sports, really the Harlem Globetrotters. Harlem Globetrotters in the Negro Leagues and Curly Neal inspired people. A featured ball handler, I mean, he was the reason why people wanted to play point cards. They looked at him and he never played the NBA, but neither was neither was Metawark Lemon. And Metawark Lemon equally as much as Curly Neal but Curly Neal was the fan favorite. Curly Neal was the guy who he was my favorite. Was beloved. He was my favorite too. Like I said, I know my Hanna Barbera. I, <laughs> I know, like they had a cartoon about it, and he was the one that I liked the most. He had the personality. He had the charisma. He, like I said, he made people want to play point guard. And yeah, it's very sad that. And just the fact that the entire basketball world, like NBA, WNBA, didn't matter who, they said how meaningful Curly Neal was for the game. And that's why I didn't think I'd have a guy that I'd be so big for for basketball. I mean, there's a few guys, but I found my guy. I found it. It's Curly Neal. Yeah, I think the required viewing uh, for that is, I can't believe it's coming up in the second show in a row, the Harlem Globetrotters on Gilligan's Island. That yes. actually happened. That is true. And there's also a, um, 
There was also a TV show where there were superheroes, too. That one I'm not familiar with. I told you, I know my Anna Barbera. <laughs> I, yeah, I remember the cartoon. I remember the little song they had. I don't remember them as superheroes, but that was when I was a kid. They also met with a Scooby-Doo one time. That I remember. That one I remember. Oh, I also saw them uh, on an episode of The White Shadow. White Shadow? Yeah. Oh, you know. Oh, look at that. Uh, the White Shadow was a, a, a TV show in the 70s uh, about inner city high school basketball team. The, the White Shadow metaphoric or literally was played by was played, was, was character name was Ken Reeves. I'm forgetting the damn name of the actor. It doesn't matter. To me, he's always uh, the White Shadow. And he was a former Chicago Bull, uh, a white player known for his defensive skill. And the Harlem Globetrotters appeared on an episode of The White Shadow where, you know, his kids got, were getting a little cocky and they were starting to run up the score. So he had set up an exhibition game with the Globetrotters, who mm. they thought were just car washers. What do you think of, like, are you amazed, like, how big of an impact Curly Neal had on people? Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I, I am. Because uh, I guess one of his passings... Are, uh, happened last week. I, I didn't sort of expect to see this much tribute coming out, especially with the world situation the way it is. So I'm going to say moderately so, and then I guess, and I shouldn't be, because I have only fond memories of him. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't have fond memories? I mean, he always had that smile on his face too. Mm-hmm. When have you ever seen Curly Curly Brown? Like, not even as a, not even as a cartoon. No, like, and that. What do you think about uh, you know, Mighty Orc Lemons there, and because of how big of an impact he had? Did you see it? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd love to see Curly Neal make the Hall of Fame. Now, granted, I know the basketball Hall of Fame's a little bit looser, but there was one thing that I've always loved about him. I love how they they follow men's, women's, like you know, international, and just I want to see. See football kind of do that too. I want that's why I want to be bigger. Just branch out, just get it, get people the old, the new, the present, everything. Just combine everything. It's like a true honor of the game itself, and potentially down the road, like with this is a bit of a pipe dream, but potentially, I, I think you know, soon you'll branch out into eventually maybe a couple CFL guys, but that's just way down the line. But right now, I'm just focusing on this stuff and. Yeah, it's got to break down the boundaries, and uh, I, I feel so bad for Curly Neal's family, and mm-hmm. I'm with him all the way, and yeah, it's a true legend that inspires so many. All right, so I guess we'll be doing another show depending on what transpires over the next few weeks, and with that, Vinny, stay safe. You too, and uh, do, not leave, uh, do not leave your house. I generally don't anymore anyway. That's good. So you're already on. So you're already more. You're already more prepared than most people in my own country. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Take care, buddy. Thank you so much for listening, and hopefully everyone's staying safe out there. Tune in soon. We're going to have some new content up at notinhalloffame.com, and thank you for listening.